<laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 384, Prince of Cats by Ronald Wimberly. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hey, howdy. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear. Yeah. You doing alright? I'm okay. Sweet. This is good. It's good. I'm glad to see you. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, uh, just, uh, forewarning to the listener, if you hear a loud crash at any points in the, uh, episode, uh, it is because my ceiling caved in. Um, but, hey, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, what'd you call it, a, a stalactite of, uh, of water bubble protruding from one of your panels in the ceiling. Yes. I would say that, yeah. Mm. It's, 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 uh, uh, a protrusion, for right. sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. Place yeah. your bets now to see which segment we will die in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's happened. Hopefully not. Yeah. Yeah, cause, uh, it's been, it's been fairly cold here, even snowy and, uh, even snowy. We have had like eight inches of snow in the last two weeks. A lot, yeah. But now it's just rainy. Yeah. It's super rainy today. It got up to like 50 something. I know. It was like four yesterday. Right. It's a big jump. <laughs> I do love the rainy days. They're my favorite. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm an old man and can't drive in the rain anymore. Uh, and also, my car has no brakes and uh, my windshield wipers are shit. Oh. Uh. Yeah, you still don't like riding in the rain. It sounds like an adventure. That's some, that's some like Wild West driving right there. Yeah, I'm not adventurous. I'm old. I got old. Yeah. I got old when I was 20. Oh, wow. It just like right then. Yep. I was like, well, the time for me to have adventures is over. <laughs> I didn't really have any as a teenager. We're not going to push this any further. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> you you had adventures though. In, I did have some twenties, well into my thirties, maybe probably just twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty adventureless now. I did drive in the rain though today. That's crazy. Well, we have a pretty new car, though, yeah. so it's it's safe. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> probably even wore your seatbelt. I did. Well, only because it makes that annoying beeping sound <laughs> if I don't. I, I try to always wear my seatbelt, and then, like, occasionally, like, this morning I had to drive, like, just, you know, like, down the street for a second. Right. And then, like, I started just driving, and I was doing the beeping thing, and I was like, ah, is it going to beep? Is that going to annoy me for minutes or just, yeah. So I went ahead and put my seatbelt on. Well, that's, that's it, Yeah. That's what it's there for. Exactly. And that's why I'm alive today to tell the tale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Prince of Cats. Prince of Cats. <laughs> so, I remember uh, a couple years ago, I think we saw some of this artwork, didn't we? In Columbus? I believe so. Yeah. Because yeah. it looked familiar. Ronald Wimberly was the uh, sort of resident... Uh, featured, featured artist. Featured artist yeah. something, I don't know. At uh, CXC. Yeah. Uh, like two years ago, three years ago. I didn't look that up to confirm it, but I felt like... Yeah, his art looks super familiar. Yeah, when, uh, I think it was, it was the year you and I went that you were sick. 
Yeah, and uh, we saw the the Seth interview. I think that was sixteen or yeah, maybe, something like maybe that. seventeen. I can't remember. But uh, the Seth interview was at the museum that had the Ronald Wimberly exhibit uh-huh. uh, up as well. So I think we either before or after the the, the Seth interview, we we looked at his artwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, which I became a fan of because mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he was at the show, I believe, selling this very book. Oh, that must have been 16, because that's when this was printed. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I believe also, yeah, because I went the previous day with uh, our friend Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, because you were sick. Uh, and uh, he was uh, very excited to get this book from oh, cool. Ronald Wimberly. But I don't think he actually did, because every time he tried to go by his table, he was just not there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard him mention this one. Uh, and he usually talks about the ones he likes. Sure. He tells me about them. Sure. Well, maybe he didn't like it. Jeremy's my co-worker. Yeah. He's been on the show yeah. ages ago. He yeah. never will be again. <laughs> I like Jeremy. He'll never be on this show. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah. So... So you bought this then at that show? No, no, I bought this uh, a year ago. Mm. I found it used at uh, Second and Charles mm. uh, for like fifteen bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Which uh, cover price is twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, so it's a pretty good deal. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. I've had better deals, mm-hmm. but uh, I like the time you stole that ice cream from that kid. Uh huh. That was a great deal. That was a really good deal. I mean, not for him. No, but for you. I do have an ice cream stealing story. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Were you the thief or the? I was the thief. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I gotta hear this one. <laughs> uh, my my ex girlfriend and I were uh, out at a movie, and afterwards uh, she said that uh, she felt like having some ice cream, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, McDonald's is like right across the street there," and it was like in the summer, so they were doing like. 50 cent for an ice cream cone, something like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I uh, went through the drive-thru, and uh, you know, I'm kind of an asshole at times and very demanding of, uh, you know, people who work in customer service to, you know, at least fucking pretend that you kind of give a fuck about your job. Right. And, uh, like, we sat at the, uh, the, the squawk box thing for, like, five minutes before anyone even acknowledged that we were there. And so I was getting pretty fed up and, uh, you know, placed the order for two ice cream cones and pulled forward and no one came to take my money. Uh, and we still sat there for like another five minutes and then finally like get the next window up where you get your food. Like the guy leaned out and he had like two ice cream cones. And so I pulled forward and I took the two ice cream cones <laughs> and, uh, drove away. Nice. And then uh, apparently that's when he realized that I hadn't paid yet. <laughs> and uh, I started laughing. And uh, my girlfriend at the time wondered what I was laughing about, and I told her what had just happened. Right. And uh, she got fucking furious at me. For not paying them? Yep. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's how commerce works, but... Um, if he's just going to give you the ice cream and, and it's McDonald's. So it's really, McDonald's. Who really cares? And it was a dollar. If it was like, you know, 
uh, like Velma's uh, ice cream corner shop. Yeah, yeah, I would never steal from them. But, I wouldn't do that either. But yeah, it's but also it's McDonald's. Know, exactly. Who cares? It's fucking McDonald's. They could give away ice cream to everyone that pulls in the drive-through for the rest of their lives, yeah. and they wouldn't go out of business. Nope, they're fine. not a bit. Not a bit. Yeah, I think you did the right thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I believe you did the right yeah. thing. Yeah, we nearly broke up that night <clears throat> because of it. That's crazy. In hindsight, maybe we should have. <laughs> right? Over the free ice cream. Right. Well, they do have some okay ice cream. It's not great, but it's, it's okay. It's really not. Yeah. Okay. Although, uh, I've just I've lost my taste for ice cream over the years. Really? Possibly because of that moment. I'm uh, not sure. Oh, yeah. I could see how that would... Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't like the taste of ice cream. I don't like the aftertaste it leaves. Mm. It just makes me feel gross. I don't like it in warm weather, for sure. I like it, like I had some ice cream from UDF last week, yeah. and it was perfect because it was like 30 degrees outside. I had, uh, had uh, some apple pie with a scoop of ice cream on it. Ooh, I, I love that. I could not eat the ice really? cream. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, like oh. I took a couple bites, and I was just like, this is, no, no thank you. Just, just the apple pie, please. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I would have been there. I could have ate your ice cream. You could have. And they gave me two scoops, oh, actually. Yeah. Well, that's too much for a piece of pie. Yes, absolutely. I will say that. Yeah. They need to learn their their cream to pie ratio. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> uh, Prince of Cats. Prince of Cats. We've been, yep, this has been <laughs> us talking about Prince of Cats. <laughs> Oh, well, to be fair, it's been like a month since I read this. <laughs> so I don't remember too much. Um, and uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, we usually don't. We usually try not to give each other spoiler alerts on how, we, how we react are, to this. Yeah. But you said something. Oh, you stopped at my work and you're like, like, hey, we need to probably do this before I forget about it. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. Whether we do it now or four years from now, I'm going to have the same review. Yeah. So you loved it. I love the artwork. The rest of it, I fucking hated. <laughs> I think the art is beautiful. And it is probably well done, story-wise, if you like this sort of thing. But I do not. Uh, and what is that sort of thing? Shakespeare. Is it black people? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I'm actually cool with black people. Oh, I don't mind that's weird. black characters. You're a rare guy in Ohio. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, no, I have always, always greatly disliked Shakespeare, and I've tried watching people perform it, and I've tried reading it, and I'm probably just too dumb because clearly he's a good writer. Clearly, I mean, people love him, they worship him. I can't stand him. Like, I just can't understand what people are trying to say um there's lots of panels even in this book i had to read like 40 times before i could even move on to the next panel because i had no idea what was happening and uh i find shakespeare frustrating because it makes me feel kind of dumb but at the same time i'm like maybe i'm not wrong and maybe everybody else is so i did not like this book but i think it was very pretty I like the idea of setting, so they basically, it's like Shakespeare characters and scenarios set in a modern urban landscape, and there's elements of this that are completely modern dialogue, and then there's elements that are completely Shakespearean dialogue, yeah. and then there's elements where they mix the two, 
where it's like kind of to comedic effect sometimes. Right. Um, and I think I could have maybe got behind that for like a one or two page thing, but not a 70 yeah. 80 page graphic novel. It was a chore to finish this. There was a brief moment <clears throat> I thought about not finishing it, but I was like, no, I've only done that once. I'm only going to do that once. <laughs> so I slogged my way through this beautiful, terrible book. So, to be specific, uh, this is actually an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. uh, set in 1984, New York, uh, with, you know, 1984 slash modern era slang and Shakespearean dialogue. Right. Um, and I, and so I should withdraw the word terrible because it's probably well done if you're the target audience, which I am not sure. Um, I you're not sure. I'm not sure. I am fully aware of how well put together this book is Mm -hmm. and the artistry and the expertise that needed to be used to tell this story the way it's told and I respect that so much agreed Uh, and I'm going to say this, that I don't think you're entirely wrong in your summation of Shakespeare. Right. I don't like it. I've never gotten it. Um, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and I think... Usually, adaptations of any of Shakespeare's works are just pretentious bullshit. I agree 100%. <laughs> um, that said, out of all of Shakespeare's works, I'm actually the most familiar with Romeo and Juliet. Right. Uh, I have seen multiple adaptations of it. Uh, not the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, though. Uh, I have read it uh, in the po- in the past, and so getting through this book was probably easier for me than it was mm-hmm. for you. Then sure, because I was relatively familiar with the story. Like there were aspects of it that I just totally forgot. Right, you know, just just vague remnants of like you know junior high, you know, readings of, of this, you know, play. Uh, you know, but he, while I'm sure there is some stuff lifted directly from the play, I really feel like he created his own Shakespearean dialogue. And oh, yeah. Not in the way of, like, Stanley writing Thor. Right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. There's some of it, like 
where it sort of had a mingling of Shakespeare style and you know modern slang, right, or eighties slang or whatever, and and like even that, I just wished didn't have the Shakespearean element to it. Sure, like like sure. I, I just think it would have read so much better if if it was like one of those double things where you know if you had no idea it was even based on Romeo and Juliet, you could have still enjoyed it, right. And then if you did know, you'd be like, oh my god, hey, there's this whole second layer where like these characters represent all those characters and like these scenes you know represent that. Like I think I think that would have been better, at least for me as a reader. I yeah, I can see that. But again, I, I don't know if it is just because I felt more comfortable with the the story that I actually liked this a lot more than you did. Because mm-hmm. I read this in one sitting while I was at work. Right. You know, uh, so so this was not a slog for me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly got caught up, you know, at times by, by the dialogue. Did you have to read some of the panels multiple times? A couple of them, yeah. 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 yeah, there was a couple where I was like, I really just don't even know. Like, I couldn't tell if, like, the characters were, like, you know, kind of joking around or like angry. Like I was like, I just, because these words are so unfamiliar to me. Right. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm, I feel like it was like, you know, I was trying to read, um, you know, like a Spanish text when I only know like 40 Spanish words. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, and by all means, you know, I do not want to come across as, as, you know, someone who, uh, understand Shakespeare. I do not. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I, like, I can recognize that it's English. <laughs> my, my, uh-huh. my feeling of Shakespeare is that he was probably way ahead of his time as a storyteller and an literate, literate innovator. But, um, yeah, just, it's so dated in the dialect that like I'm like if you know if you're gonna if you're gonna tell these stories in modern times, just you know take the elements that you like and tell them in a modern tongue. You know, I get that, but I also 100% stand behind like Ronald Wimberley's decision to do it this way. Sure, especially if he was indeed crafting his own dialogue in a Shakespearean manner. Right. Uh, That's impressive. Yeah, it's so impressive, and it takes a special level of genius to to be able to do that. Uh, but you know, it also probably takes a special level of genius to read this as you know a piece of entertainment, right? Uh, yeah, it was purely as entertainment. If the art wouldn't have been so good, which it is, really, really good. I think it would have been just absolute work for me to, to read this book. But um, the art was just awesome, and the colors are great. It's definitely one of the best-looking comics that I feel like we've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right up there with, like, uh, that one book whose name completely fucking escapes me right now. The Infinite? Uh. I think that's the only Lifeboat book we've read. (laughs) 
loose ends. Oh yeah, the one yeah. The, is that Latour or yeah, just yeah. Latour and Rico Renzi. Yeah, and Chris Bruner. Yeah, uh, but but those were three guys, and this is one guy. Yeah, that's impressive, right? Right. I mean, that is. Yeah, good job, sir. Um, it, it's clearly a work of art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you probably did something amazing that I'll never understand. So that that's cool. Yeah, good job. Uh, yeah, I think this is definitely something I appreciate a fuck of a lot more than I actually liked. Yeah. But I still kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know if it's just because, you know, I was more comfortable with it than you were. But, you know, uh, you know, but again, you know, it's, I can totally see yeah, somebody reading this and saying it's total shit. I, yeah, I mean, I, I respect it, but I did not like it. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, don't know what else to say after that, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I, like, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't really know much to say about this other than that. I think the art's very well executed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, like the the storytelling is, you know, just as comics, the storytelling is fucking mind blowing. Oh yeah, there's some great, yeah, great. Yeah, panel layouts and whatnot, and even even with some of the Shakespearean stuff, like it still is, is pretty great. Um, you know, just you know, taking you know, sort of exposition from a play, and you know, turning it into you know, a comics form, you know, right? Right. Uh, especially you know, adapt, uh, yeah adapting it, you know, into a, a modern era, you know, and, and mixing in, like, you know, clearly other influences, you know, beyond Shakespeare, like, you know, just samurai movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hip-hop and, and, you know, just yeah, the 80s. Just like video game, like design. Like right, right. Like, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on there, and I, I respect that he was able to wrangle it all to produce a piece of artwork, but, yeah, did not, not did not like it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I can't even be mad. Well, you could. I could, and then I'd just be a real asshole. Yeah. And I'm trying to just be less of an asshole. <laughs> he's, he's, he hasn't stolen ice cream in years. Nope. <laughs> not, not in four years, five years. Nice. Now. Good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. But, so yeah. what's, so, have you seen any, like, are there any, like, modern retelling of Shakespeare things where there is, like, no Shakespearean dialogue? It's just those characters doing those things. Oh, yeah. They do they stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. And I still, you know, hold them all to the, the sort of base of being pretentious bullshit. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we get it. Shakespeare wrote some stuff. Yeah. So, Shakespeare also most likely stole all that stuff. <laughs> From Bill Finger. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like everybody that that claims to like Shakespeare is either actually way smarter than me or they just really wish they were. Uh, I'm guessing the majority are lying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel uh, like it's one of those things that you just 
if you're into literature at all, you're supposed to kind of say how much you like Shakespeare. And right. and I read books. I actually read a novel like a week ago. Like hey. it, it was like a hundred page book, but I mean, you know, I read it. Um, it's more than I've done. <laughs> yeah, but like I actually enjoy reading and words and you know literature, but uh, I'm not as well read as a lot of people, and my my experience with Shakespeare is pretty pretty low. I think for me, part of it is just that you know, in school, it is drilled into you that Shakespeare is like one of the greatest literary minds of all time, mm-hmm. and. I think that's bullshit. I think he was fine and again possibly stole all of his own material. Uh or or everything that he he is attributed to was probably not written by him. He co created it with Steve Ditko. Yes. And he stole all the credit. Yes. Yes. Uh and and the fact that you know at the time his work was produced to be like you know, mass entertainment. Right. And the fact that people still hang on to just the, you know, the dialect and the dialogue of those whenever they do, like, you know, adaptations of it is just (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like if, I don't know. Yeah, if like, you know, Black exploitation movies like Black Belt Jones were heralded as the greatest movies of all time. Right. And like, you know, they used that, that dialogue. 200 for, years yeah, now, yeah, yeah. They're still doing, you it's know. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. 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 Because, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, language changes. Yeah. So, you know, why? Yeah, to me, it's like, if you're retelling the story, why wouldn't you? I mean, I, I'm not talking about Prince of Cats specifically. Sure. But in in all the Shakespearean things that are made in the last you know fifty years, why wouldn't you tell them in a more modern dialogue just right. just so you can and again capture new fans of there that are, story? There are adaptations like mm-hmm. that, you know. But I still also feel like you know try to come up with something new. Yeah, you know, right. like it's weird, you know, saying this while we're talking about Prince of Cats because I feel like this is something new. Yeah, uh, it's just certainly elements of it are yeah, very, yeah. very experimental. Right, right, and not that fake bullshit experimental of like you know John Leguizamo shooting guns, you know, in that shitty version of Romeo and Juliet. That's, I don't know. I don't even know what that is the the musical, you know, the one with the like fucking cranberries or oh. whoever, uh, not cranberries, cardigans, huh? Uh, the shitty band, yeah. I didn't know this existed. I, I know John Leguizamo. I just didn't know he did one of those. He, he was, I believe, he actually played uh, the main character of this book, hmm. Tybalt. Wow. I'm gonna look it up. Is let's not not waste time on the podcast, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and and like you know, if you're out there and you are a fan of Shakespeare or you're one of the people who pretends to be, you might want to check out this book because it's. It is visually interesting. I'm flipping through right now, and there's some, there's some amazing characters and scenes, and you know, choices, panel designs, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a gorgeous book. And yes, uh, John Leguizamo played uh, Tybalt, which is the main character of this book, Prince mm-hmm. of Cats. 
And that, that's another thing, you know, it is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, but this is told from, you know... So it's POV. Yeah. Um, uh, so has Ronald Wemberley done other stuff that we may have known of? Or is he... Surely he's not just adapting his Shakespearean things. Uh, let's see. I believe he did the... Uh, he did something... Life of M.F. Grimm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. He's, he's done stuff. I, I know he, uh, at some point, was a colorist. Uh, I can believe it. His color choices are awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of books pop up under his name. Uh, uh, he, I think he colored She-Hulk. For a while, because I know he did a uh, short web comic about uh, uh, a coloring choice that he made in She-Hulk that uh, uh, got some flack from his editor Uh-oh. because uh, uh, he made her look too much, possibly like a person of color. Yeah, it's still green, right? But you know, not green enough, huh? Weird. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting uh, webcomic if you can find that it. Sounds familiar. Oh, did he they, had panels of that at uh, at this at the show. Yeah, 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 I do remember seeing that. So I feel like he's mostly just done a lot of colors, but uh, he's got something called uh, Black History in its own words. Um, yeah. Apparently, there's a graphic novel that he did. Yeah, he's super talented. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's out there. Maybe he's just working on his next thing. Mm-hmm. I know, because this book was originally put out by Vertigo, like in 2013. Okay. And I guess it was also heavily edited, so this is, like, his own, like, undiluted vision of what this book should have been. Huh. Have you ever compared them to see what they changed? I have not. And also, both hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So the Vertigo one was a standalone graphic novel? Though? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't remember that one. I remember seeing like articles about it back when it originally came out, which I think is why I got confused when, you know, at CXC he was there promoting this, because it was like, ah, one that came out years before. Right. But apparently it was a, a altered version, so... Hmm. Well, and you know, much respect again to, yeah. to him, you know, just doing the thing that he wanted to do. Yeah, especially know. if this is what he's into. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And, you know, it, like I said, it's gorgeous. You said it's gorgeous. It's just not for everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm clearly one of those people. Yeah, yeah. I liked it a little bit better than you, but, you know, fully admitting that, you know, I didn't understand half of it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Prince of Cats. Yeah. It's uh it's a thing. It's worth looking at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's kinda oversized as far as it's more like a magazine sized, you know, yeah. layout. So but it's thick. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 really pretty to look at. It's got a sketchbook section in the back that's uh, pretty awesome. That is neat. Yeah, there's yeah. some like thumbnails of some of the pages and yeah. characters, yeah. 
Yeah. You find a cheap copy and enjoy Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet in particular, go for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a different take on it, I, I would imagine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll take a break. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to say anything too negative about this book. I just don't have anything really positive to say. No, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, other than the art is great. Right. Yeah. We've, we've, uh, it, this is definitely one of those cases where we can acknowledge, uh, you know, the efforts and, and the, the artistry of it. Right. And still not digging it. Right. It has happened sometimes. Yeah. 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 And, and not be assholes about how much we hate it. Right. Which also has happened. Yeah. Sure. Mostly on my end. <laughs> See every book I've ever given a negative review. <laughs> we'll be back. Be, be. 
podcast has returned to satisfy yawn ears. How long were you working on that? I just just read in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the break, uh, we we I texted uh, our friend Joe G. Yeah. Who is uh, much smarter than us? Very much. Uh, and and is a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know felt that maybe he would uh, probably have more appreciation for Shakespeare than either of us. Right. Or at least. By 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 all means, more knowledge. Yeah, and uh, so just uh, I just asked him the general question of uh, Do you like Shakespeare? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he said some. Uh, he said he likes uh, Othello and Macbeth. Uh, said that you and I were debating uh, Shakespeare on the podcast, <laughs> which uh, should have just caused him to laugh out loud, but uh, instead he. he responded uh, with more questions uh such as what are you debating whether he's good or not and i said yes pretty much and his response to that is uh like anything he's hit or miss Hmm. it's hard to get past the format sometimes yeah preach it brother and that is our friend joji a much smarter version of both of us right yeah that's true he is sort of like if you combined the two of us together and made him way more smart. That's right. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> He's got all of our good elements. Yeah. Yeah. Very few of our bads. Yep. Um, and much smarter. Yep. Yep. He even got out of this town. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> much smarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So the one time I did feel smart uh, about Shakespeare was uh, there was a movie called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead uh, starring Tim Roth and Gary Oldman and uh, I enjoyed that very much despite the fact that it is written entirely in uh, Shakespearean sort of wow. language and, and structure. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. That's, that's, that's Just it. That, one. <laughs> that, was that one time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe one day. Oh, oh uh, that probably never will. Probably, probably never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, I still say you and I should watch uh, Tromeo and Juliet sometime. <laughs> that might be more up my alley. That, that is definitely up our alleys for sure. Right. Uh, or uh, a book that I recently saw at the library, uh, Romeo and or Juliet, a <laughs> choose-your-own-adventure book by uh, Ryan North. Uh, famous for uh, Squirrel Girl. Right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that could be fun. I, I, I do actually kind of want to read that. Mm-hmm. Also because it had a robot with laser eyes on the cover. I, I would much Which is that. something sadly lacking in most Shakespearean it's plays. It's true. Most. 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 I would like to read a Choose Your Own Adventure book by Ryan North that had absolutely nothing to do with Shakespeare. <laughs> that would be more interesting to me. But I'm sure it's funny. I'm sure it is, but I bet it would be better if it had nothing to do with Shakespeare. <laughs> Who's writing Choose Your Own Adventure novel? Original Choose Your Own Adventure novels. These that's right, not not too many. That's that's something that you should do. I well, I did watch uh, Bandersnatch. The uh, I, uh, I have not seen it yet. Okay, so okay. so no please, please, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a Choose Your Own Adventure. It is. I'm yes, sure, yeah. sure you know that. Yeah, but yeah. So I just I just needed to 
cut that off. Sure, sure. I haven't watched it yet, mostly because I just don't feel like doing the work. <laughs> well, you know, if you just sit there, it'll choose the one, you know, like it, if you don't toggle the switch to an alternate choice, right. it starts out on a choice. So okay. you can just sit there right. and it, it'll like, you know, give you like five seconds to make a choice. And if you don't, it just goes in the direction that it's already set on. Right, right. So you, you don't, you could just lay there and watch it. Yeah. Have you done that? No, I've only watched it once, and we we chose on every. Okay. We, my wife and I took turns deciding, uh, but I want to watch it again and like just make choose. your own decisions. <laughs> no, I'm, I've already been uh, domesticated to know that that's a bad idea. Um, no, just make different ones. You know, like maybe opposites, or I don't know, maybe. Would you even remember at this point which... Uh, I think a lot of them I would just because I remember thinking, ooh, that'd be more interesting. Yeah. We, like A lot of them we both like had the same idea. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to, yeah. to see that. But, yeah. Now, what about someone like me who can't even figure out what I would like to eat for uh, dinner? You like, only get, like, I, yeah, you only get like, like five seconds. Can I pause it? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is bad. Yeah. Like I'd rather pause it and mull about it for maybe, half an hour. Maybe you can pause it. We we never tried. We were just excited to, sure, to choose. Sure. So. That's that's that adventuresome spirit that I thought yeah. was dead inside of you. <laughs> it's back, baby. Bandersnatch. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, that's a Netflix original Black Mirror film on uh, you know on Netflix where you you can choose the outcome of various scenes and you know. Which decision the character makes? No, did Lewis Carroll write it? I don't think so. Okay, that that is him, right? Bandersnatch, isn't that like a creature right. from Alice in Wonderland? Oh, I have no idea. I, through the again, eyes, I'm not well read. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I know Jabberwocky is. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, it's also a Terry Gilliam film. That is true. Yeah. Now that's an artist I can get. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Too bad he's not really good. Yeah, what's he done? Uh, you know, I guess he did finally make uh, that uh, Don Quixote. Are you movie. serious? Yeah. Wow. But like, I have not heard a thing about that in months. Man, that was like ten years ago. He was trying to make that. It was longer than that. Wow. That I, I, I remember watching the documentary ten years ago. Wow. That the documentary was saying this will never happen. Probably. Uh, well, good for him for you know soldiering through. Yeah. Like, what does that tell you about you know obstacles not holding him back? Right. Well, the did you ever see the documentary? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's, it's Life in La Mancha, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like where he started making that movie, like, and literally the universe told him not to. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Like everything that could have possibly went wrong, right? And it, from finances to actors to weather, weather to yeah, every, yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he he apparently did finally make it. So well, good for him. So it's out there somewhere. Good for him. He, he, maybe he's just like, I'm done now. I'm retiring. Right. I just want to do that. You know, if uh, there's anything that uh, we, we can all learn from him and from M. Night Shyamalan is to never give up. That's right. Because M. Night Shyamalan finally got his unbreakable sequel. Yeah. The trilogy. It, it is a yeah. trilogy, sort of. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> you, you don't know it's part of the trilogy until the very end. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and the advertisement I saw on TV. They, they, they well, no, the, the glass is definitely part of it. 
but the the middle movie split. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, you, I get you. you okay. You, yeah, when you're watching Split, you, you don't know. You have no that. idea huh. until the very very end when you see Bruce Willis. It's like Police Academy too. I was like, right? What is this, what is this attached to? I just thought it was a Steve Gutenberg cop drama, right? And then I saw Police Academy three. I'm like, Bob got Goldthwait's a cop, but he was just this crook in that other movie. What was it called? Police Academy two, and these are connected. It's the first uh, movie verse, the Police <laughs> Academy right. verse. Yep, it's all canon. <laughs> it was great. That, folks, is our more, speed. Is more of our alley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Police Academy <laughs> or Shakespeare? Police Academy, definitely, without <laughs> a doubt. <laughs> we know what's good. Yeah. I don't see Bob Goldthwait in uh, any many Shakespeare things. No, Shakespeare's the clown. That's true. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't Shakespeare the clown. <laughs> I would not have watched it. That's a great movie. I love Shakespeare the clown. I've never seen it. Oh man, yeah, it's good. Robin Williams has a cameo. <clears throat> um, some other people. Yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's good. Saw Aquaman. You did. Yeah. Or Aquaman, depending on uh, which pronunciation you prefer. Yeah. What'd you think? It's not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, Really leans heavy into the whole King Arthur thing. Okay. Because his name is Arthur, and he's a king. Oh, yeah. Of Atlantis. Uh, But also, Jason Momoa has all the charisma of a brick. Oh yeah, he is. He's not good. I don't understand why people love him. He's pretty. He is. You know, like I guess if you're into that weird sort of dreadlock, dirty, yeah. tattooed thing. I mean, there's a lot of which. I mean, I guess you are because that's how you live your life. But there's a lot of <laughs> people in Hollywood that continually get movies, male and female, that or it's just because they're pretty to look at. Sure, there's not much else there. But I mean. Is he even really all that pretty? Apparently, like he's built. Like I mean, a, I'm, I mean, I'm, I must admit, I'm not attracted to him. But uh, I've heard a lot of people that are. I mean, I, I fully, like, I don't know if I ever expected that movie to be good. Right. I was hoping it was going to be fun. At least it is not. Yeah. Uh, and, and not that it's it's a grim and gritty DC movie. It's just that like. Every attempt that they make it, like, making it fun and funny just falls fucking flat because no one has any fucking charisma in that movie. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, everyone's a terrible fucking actor in that movie. I, I, even the great actors that are in that movie, like Willem Dafoe and Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> they cannot make what is happening work. Uh. Like, you're just watching Willem Dafoe, like, float his arms, like, back and forth because he's, he's floating to be in the water. water, you know, and just like, okay, huh. 70-year-old Willem Dafoe in a skin-tight suit. That sounds great. <laughs> I in a weird fucking haircut. I'm pretty sure I'll just never see that movie. You shouldn't. Um, but if somebody, if I'm in the room with somebody and they feel like putting it on the television or whatever i'm not gonna stop them and i'll probably sit there and watch it but it's not gonna happen in this house but i don't think i'll ever make that decision myself to, mm, to watch that movie you should not and also you should probably leave once somebody throws on aquaman 
Um, but it was it was there like cool looking. It's stuff. pretty. Yeah. It, That's it what is. I heard was the main attraction was like good looking landscapes and whatnot. The, yeah, the 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 uh, underwater scenes are all fucking gorgeous. It is like it is like a 1980s trapper keeper came to life. Wow! Now you're selling it. I'm back in. I want to see it. I loved trapper keepers. Oh my it God. is not worth it, though. Yeah. It is two and a half hours long. Speaking of Trapper Keepers and not worth it, I actually recently looked on eBay for the exact Trapper Keeper that I remember having when I was in, like, fourth grade. Uh-huh. It was so cool. And I even have a drawing that I redrew the cover that, you know, when I was, like, nine or ten. Sure, sure. I still have the drawing. And I looked, and they are going for, like, $60, $80. Like, That's ridiculous. Because nobody has them. Nobody kept them in good shape, but... The ones that are out there, yeah. I mean, they were selling wow. for that. That's... And I'm like, no. I thought if it was like $10, I might get it and put my drawing supplies in it. Sure, That'd sure. Be fun. Yeah. But no, not for $60, yeah. $80, no. I believe I was talking about Aquaman. <laughs> about how uh, how oh, awesome it was. It was pretty to look at, like a trapper keeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Just, just ultimately not worth it. Yeah. And... And sadly, still the second best DC movie of of the DC verse. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you you didn't like the Nolan Batman's? The I did not. Yeah. But those are also not part of it. Yeah. Actually, well, I like Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the other two. I think the Batman Begins was the best one, but yeah. I liked all of them. But. Yeah, uh, I thought uh, Dark Knight Rises was pretty bad, and I didn't think it could get worse. But then, or Dark Knight was pretty bad and then Dark Knight Rises was worse. That was my least favorite for yeah. sure. Although it was also one of it was definitely my favorite Batman uh Nolan watching experience because I got to see that in a theater all by myself. It was pretty nice. So yeah, that was fine. Yeah. I would go see Aquaman all by myself or Suicide Squad even if I was the only person in the theater. Yeah. That'd be fine. I mean you could at least nap through Suicide Squad. <laughs> right. Because that movie is boring as fuck. Hmm. Boring as fuck. It's like watching somebody play the worst video game ever. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. At least at least Aquaman you know, had an occasional underwater shot that said, hey, look at that weird squid thing. Yeah, see, I like stuff like that. That's yeah. cool. Um, but not. Not, not yeah. like So yeah, so uh, Wonder Woman, best uh, DC movie. Aquaman, second best. And still really, really bad. And then the rest are just fucking terrible. And then the Nolan Batman movies. And then the Burton Batman movies. And then the Schumacher Batman movies. Yeah. I'm going worst to best. (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy most of the Batman movies for various reasons. I don't know if I have a favorite. I think if the Adam West... if, If that movie was about... 25 minutes shorter it would be my favorite Batman movie because it does it gets really fucking slow in the middle of that movie for about 20 minutes and I'm just like come on and like the ending's kind of poor but but overall it's fun yeah it's it's my favorite Batman Mm -hmm. the ending sucks I'll just say it the ending's just it's such a a lame ending it's Better than uh, any of the other Batman movie endings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At least, at least the Joker doesn't get thrown off a cathedral. 
Right. Or Jim Carrey thinks he's Batman. Or uh, whatever happened in whatever the, the fuck the happened in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I think uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, stood up on a thing and it rose up in a comic costume. Uh, yeah. And you know me. I, I only like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> His best role. Yeah. From ages 10 to 16. His prime years. <laughs> You should have just given up after that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did read a, an interesting uh, DC comic oh. very recently. Yeah. So um, it, we bought a comic collection recently, and it was full of, like, pretty much spiders. <laughs> no. No, luckily not. Uh, okay. uh, used condoms. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no. Um, actually, there was one that had a band-aid inside of it. Like I was flipping through to grade it, and it was a '60s comic. The guy, the guy was like, he was standing there when I was looking through his books, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And I was like, I "Was like, is it, is this like Sal Buscema's band-aid, or is this just gross?" And, uh, so it was a nine point eight before then, right? And then shut down to like a three point. Yeah, I, I think I priced it as if it was a one point oh. I put it at <laughs> it was like a five dollar in good, the you know the two point oh, and I put it out for two bucks. Yeah. Um, with the band aid stuff, with the band- I you couldn't get it off. It's been there probably since the sixties. It, it was like forged to this comic. <laughs> but no, I read a different comic um, because he had all these first appearances. It was like primarily what he collected. Was it El Diablo? It was not. He had that, though. <laughs> but uh, I was like, what is this book? And I pulled it out, and it was New Guardians number two from the 80s. Do you remember this book? I, yes, sort of. So I asked him, I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, you should read that book. And so, well, first of all, I looked it up, and he, you know, he told me what it was. But then he was right. I should have read that, and I did. I took it home and read it. So there's... There's this team with, like, the Floronic Man. It's, like, kind of sub-tier DC heroes. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, um, and this issue, in number two of the New Guardians, they are in, like, Columbia or something, and they're fighting this villain. His name is Snowflame. And he's, like, he's wearing this all-red suit. He's got, like, white hair and, like, eyeliner on. And he gets his powers from snorting cocaine. And there's even a... a a part of the book where he yells out loud right before he fights them, he says, Cocaine is my god! And then he starts fighting them. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Because when, when he first told me, I was like, oh, maybe there's a panel where he, like, you know, maybe he has a vial of something and he, like, snorts it and right. then he goes into action. No, he says, Cocaine is my god! And then he fights them. <laughs> And uh, and there's a scene where he like he puts like two hands in this pile of cocaine and brings it up like it's like you know water from a river and he just like just puts his face right into it and snorts it. It's amazing. Oh, do you still have it? It's like ten bucks. Uh, oh, I mean, like you personally? Oh no, I just read it and took it back to work. Oh, okay, because yeah. I I want to read it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I don't want to buy it. I, neither did I. I was like, for a second I did, and I was like, no, I just want to read it once. So can I borrow it? Sure. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 
pretty weird. And there's even... Well, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but there's one other funny thing. All right. So um, they're fighting. He has, like, a legion of followers, too, that are with him, and they're all cooked up, too. Sure. Because, like, he's told them, like, this is how you get your power. Right. And so they're well, fighting... They're also in Colombia. And they're fighting the New Guardians, and Floronic Man is, like, fighting against one of these characters... And all of a sudden, Floronic Man starts acting really strange. And like, what is wrong, Floronic Man? And then one of them realizes, like, oh, my God, through photosynthesis, he has, he is feeling the effects of the cocaine. And so he gets all high, and they have to, like, he's bugging out, and they have to get him out of the fight. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, look it up, kids. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, it's so weird. That can you imagine them doing that now? Like it would have to be like Garth Ennis or something for like like it was just a regular DC comic, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah, that that would definitely be a Garth Ennis thing yeah. for sure, like a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow! I think it was Steve Englehart though, who's kind of known for doing some like weird subversive stuff. Yeah, or at least you know social themes right, kind of right. stuff, but. It's crazy. Yeah. I want to see uh, Tom King bring back a snow flame. Yeah. That would be cool. In Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> Maybe. I, I'm surprised somebody hasn't brought him back. Like, DC's probably just like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Grant Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mr. Nobody's still around. That's a LSD-powered supervillain. That's true. <laughs> Maybe they could hang him up. No, that doesn't smell like they'd be no, friends. No, yeah, yeah that, that, that doesn't go well with I think, yeah. Not that I know, just right. my guess. Right. But yeah, it's pretty funny. So, uh, you told me to remind you about uh, a couple stories to tell on the podcast. That was one of them. I was going to. I was going to tell you. I read New Guardians. I was trying to think of it earlier, and I can't remember what the other one was. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were both. Like some comic related story, okay, but right. I'm sure that was the better one. Anyway. All right. No, that was that was pretty great. That was fantastic. <laughs> okay. I even texted so our friend, the aforementioned Joe G, who, sure. who knows a lot about Shakespeare and DC comics, <laughs> Shakespeare and DC. Um, the right as I was reading it, I put it down and I was like, I took a picture of the cover and I texted it to Joe G and I said, "Have you read this?" <laughs> and he said, "No." He's like, oh, "I read the Infinity War crossover that." introduce those characters or something i was like no 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 have you read this issue huh. and he said no and i texted him a couple of panels photos and he was like what <laughs> <laughs> so that felt good to turn joe g onto an obscure yeah. dc character that was felt empowering is that why joe g has been going around online saying cocaine is his god <laughs> huh. no it's unrelated oh, okay no, it's funny too because he he looked up the Wikipedia page for that character, and at at the bottom it said something about um, you know it said like you know, uh like his accessories and it said cocaine, and it, and it said like his religion and it says worships cocaine, and I was like, oh my god, can I, can I like claim religious freedom to snort coke in public now? And be like, it's an actual religion. According to Wikipedia. Sure. I can exercise my freedom of religion. You and Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
I haven't really read anything. No? Yeah. Uh, I, I read uh, another graphic novel that I'll probably never pick for the show. So oh, okay. It's called Petty Theft okay. by Pascal Girard. Yeah, but wait a minute. Um, he's pretty good. I've read a few of his graphic novels, and he's, you know, a cartoonist. He writes and draws, and it's, like, kind of real shaky, kind of, like, kind of shaky line, like, kind of like Charles Schultz style. Um, auto bio stuff and this one was pretty good it was about he was at a used bookstore and he had noticed that they had a copy of one of his books like on the on the wall and he was like oh that's so cool you know like he's like hey they got one of my my books in here and he said while he was there he saw someone steal it (laughs) and like the whole book is about him um trying to recover that book for for the shop and then some other stuff too, like it's it's got some other like dating elements and things, but that's yeah. that's part of it. So it's kind of funny. It was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, there was an article online recently about uh, a cartoonist. I can't even remember his name, but like the article was all about how he's such uh, in comic industry maverick. Uh, you know that he like he's just you know just just shaking the walls of the industry with with his unique and, and never done before comic style of of uh, just uh, telling stories about people living their lives. Oh wow, that is innovative. <laughs> what does he call it? Life stories. <laughs> they didn't actually name it anything uh, in that article. He's probably still coming for that. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like a, a real missed opportunity for them to just really be on the forefront of that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, just in, proven that, that... Rest in peace, Harvey Picard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, so just proven that uh, no matter what happens in comics, the entire medium is just ignored. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so speaking of... What are we gonna read? Well, so I have a few books in mind, but um, we're considering doing, you know, like old school style where we do one every week. We might do one next Sunday, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we're, I was gonna pick something I think you might own. Okay. Um, but if not, um, you can borrow my copy. Alrighty. So, do you want to read, or do you have anything against reading? Gideon Falls. By Jeff Lemire. Um, I don't have anything against reading it. I don't own it. Oh, well, I brought a copy here. Okay. And I also have all the single issues at my house. Alrighty. So, so but I brought the trade of the first six here. Sweet. So, yeah. yeah, if anyone wants to read along, it's one of those $10 image trades that sure. has six whole comics for $10. What a fucking deal. Nice, nice. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, Andrea Sorrentano. I didn't know how to pronounce the name, but yes, yeah. that sounds right. It's the team that did Old Man Logan together. Yeah, and uh, Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and our, what, our 50th uh, Jeff Lemire book that we've it, ever read? It's a lot. Yeah, we've read a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, we we read uh, Royal City. Uh, was that the book? Royal City? Yeah. The Royals? Um, something like Royal that? City. Royal City. I didn't like, really care for that one that much. No, yeah, we, we disliked it. Yeah. Uh, you, you said uh, at the time that you were going to try the next arc after that did you i bought the next issue <laughs> but that was it okay 
I bought it because I decided I was not going to read more, but um, I think there was a Jeffrey Brown cover, and it was like sure. an homage to a Sonic Youth album. I was like, how could I not own this? Right, right. But it, um, and I think I even bought a couple after that, and I just never read them. Okay. I, yeah, I just didn't, yeah. Get, I didn't get into it. But, uh, yeah, that was about last year or so, less than a year ago when we did that. It feels longer than that, even. Yeah, it wasn't, because I wound up buying most of the issues at uh, Gym City last year. Oh, last year? Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, all right, Jeff Lemire, our our, our go-to guy that we go to a lot. We've also, who's our most? Is he our most? He would have to be our most, yeah. I know we've done a lot of Nate Powell, too. Say less Nate Powell just because less output from Nate Powell. Right, right. But uh I mean yeah. you know, distilled down, they're definitely our top two. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Cool. Well, I look forward to it. All right. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gutter Trash.